Hello and welcome to this week's Ruby Shoes podcast, bringing you the very best of local entertainment across East Anglia each and every week. Sorry, that's producer Ruby. One moment. Ruby, stop. Somebody's doing a podcast. Come on, stop. <sighs> Sorry about that. <laughs> This time of year, there's a lot of parcels being delivered, and that's one thing she absolutely hates. In this week's episode, as well as producer Ruby, we hear from Vicky Michelle from Allo Allo fame, and more recently, as feisty Joe Cotton in EastEnders. She's going to be on stage this Christmas at the Ipswich Regent Theatre as the Wicked Queen. Plus, I met Jazzy Phoenix, also from Albert Square fame. There's news too in this podcast of a rather special Christmas craft fair you just might like to check out this coming weekend, especially if you're a huge fan of horses. Plus, I've got a roundup of just some of the fantastic events happening across Suffolk and Norfolk to keep you on your toes and entertained throughout these cold winter days. Now, when the Ipswich Regent Theatre Panto cast met for the first time in Ipswich recently, they kindly invited Rudeby Shoes podcast along to meet them and have a chat ahead of the rehearsals starting in earnest. Vicky Michelle is no stranger to the Ipswich Regent. This year she plays the Wicked Fairy and we began by talking about her role as feisty Joe Cotton in the much-loved soap EastEnders. You play the wicked fairy. I can't imagine you being wicked ever. Oh, bless you're you. You're so, so lovely and so accomplished, but it must be such a fun role to play. Oh, I do. I love playing bad. I mean, I play fairies and everything, which is lovely, but when you're playing a baddie, it's such good fun. And you can play with the audience and they're booing you and, and the kids are scared of you. <laughs> Not too scared. I don't like to make them too scared because yeah. otherwise they won't, they won't come back at me. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's great playing baddie, so I'm really looking forward to playing Carabos. She's... Uh, Evil. <laughs> She's very glamorous, though, can I just say. You stand before me in your beautiful red and white gown mm. and an incredible crown as well. Black horns and beautiful jewellery. Oh, thank Quite you. a fun outfit to wear. I it imagine. is a great outfit. And you wear it well. It <laughs> <laughs> it's the devil's horns you like, really, isn't it? <laughs> well, it goes with the red lipstick. The red lipstick. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a great outfit. But I've got another outfit coming as well. So, yes. I think they're making for me at the moment, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, but I do like good. the devil's horns. Do you like that? I think the, I, I think the headdress looks great as well. Yeah. Yeah, well yeah. I, I'm wondering how heavy that will get by the by the sort of it, I th performance. You're thinking. I thought it was slightly heavy to start with, but yeah. actually having it on, it's okay. It's all it right. feels solid. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to lose it halfway through. Goes well through. with the hair, with the nice curls. Yeah, all right, thank well. you. Brilliant. <laughs> now, of course, famed worldwide uh, as a vet in LOLO, and of course the return turn of a low low and then an extensive career in television and film most recently i have to ask you about eastenders what an amazing joe cotton what an amazing character to play what an amazing character to play i actually um uh, the um, exec producer um, chris was said he he wanted to use me in something and um and he gave um the writers uh to, well, he asked them to come up with an idea, and they came up with Joe Cotton, and I just love her. Mm. I mean, she's <laughs> she's got some great lines. So she's sort of like not a bit evil, but well, only to Rocky really. Yeah. Um, 
but also she's quite witty as well. I think mm. she's got a comedy flair. I mean, some of the lines they gave me was uh, have been brilliant. So I've so enjoyed playing her. Um, and and you know, sometimes you read a role and you go, I know this person. Yeah. I know this character. So she was easy for me to play. Did you yeah. feel like you'd met her before? Um, I just, yes, probably. Yes. And um, my father was from the East End. So he was born in Bow. So, um, you know, so I've got lots of relations and everything. So, um, you know, and they're, they're sort of warm East End people. Mm. You know, they're warm and witty. And I think that that's what she brings to her as well. As well, <laughs> well it's not liking Rocky very much, which she's quite good at. And also people were sticking with what made me laugh is that they got involved with the character and, um, you know, like you'd get someone on um, social media going, oh, my God, she's really horrible to Rocky. And then someone else, who you, they don't know each other, they just come out and say, well, what do you expect? He walked out on her 25 years ago. She didn't know whether he was alive or dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've got people, like, fighting your corner already, yeah. which is great. Um, but there was a couple of lines that um, Darren wrote in and I met him at a party afterwards and I said, oh my God, those lines. I said, I swear to you, I had to keep a straight face and I know Gillian T- Jilly Tailforth and I know yeah. Brian. So, um, and I said, <laughs> so every time I used to go, I could twinkle. And I'm thinking, oh, like you can get through this You because you they're really good lines. Um, and he said, oh, I'll change them. I went, no, Don't they're fabulous. Yes. No. So one was, you love are as deluded as a sandcastle in the Arctic. <laughs> How I good love is that? that? I love that. And the next one, off the top of my head, because it might be slightly different, is this. You, love, are the mushroom on a plate of full English no one wants. <laughs> <laughs> How good are they? Brilliant. And I've got to say them to Julie. Yeah. You know, and I was like, so, so I'm like thinking, don't go there, don't go there. Because they were just great. Like, when you get something like that, that is that good, that funny. And when you read mm. it, you must think, oh, this is going to be so much fun. I know it's hard work and mm. I'm going to work long mm. hours mm. and it's going to be fast-paced, but I've got some cracking material to work Ah, oh, absolutely. And, and I think the fact was that... I knew the character. You know, you could come in and not understand her, mm. but I understood her. I understood where she was coming you know, and and how to play her. So it was it wasn't like oh I went through loads of different things. I just knew, yeah. you know, and that and that was that was lovely, yeah. you know, and and how she was portrayed, you know, and and actually you, when you when you are acting it, you are it. You know, I become it. So I was angry with him, you know, and yeah, because you go through. He's just left me after twenty five years, you yeah. know, like you know, I didn't know whether you were alive or dead. You know, but um, yeah, she's just just a, a joy to, and I'm glad that the audiences loved her as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. very much. They totally, totally bought into Joe Cotton. Mm. Are we going to see lots more of her? Are you able to tell me, or is that? I, I, I couldn't say. We've spoken, but to the, you know, so I'm hoping they're going to bring her back because they've left it open. Yes. So that's the the way it is at the moment. Yeah. But I just think she's such a good character. You can't let her go. No. No. no, well, I hope not for your sake. Uh, so many other things that you've done. I mean, mm. I, I want to ask you about reality TV because I think that must be quite hard as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was... <laughs> what, why would you do that? Well, I think there was quite a few reality shows that I were coming up. terrifying. And, well, that was one of them. But, uh, you know, some, but it's a good show and I love watching it. So... So I said to my daughter, I said, um, when it came on, they were interested in having me on the show. And I said to my daughter, what about I'm a social? She went, oh, mum, you've got to do that. 
that. <laughs> I, was say, I mean, oh, I don't do. No, no. Oh, mum, you got it. okay. And uh, and she came with me to Australia, so she was staying in the Versace, and mum was in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> so um, yeah, she. Uh, so then it came close to it and I said and I was getting a bit cold feet because I thought really I don't know what to expect you don't know what to expect in there and I said I'm not sure I want to go through this oh mum you've got to (laughs) (laughs) so that was it it so that was it so um, and I actually really enjoyed it in a sadistic masochistic sort of way (laughs) Um, and you know it's like you were living out with all these people in it's like being in a camp site you know and um and living with all these people like a commune yeah. I suppose a campsite for famous people uh, yeah well it's like a commune because you're living with each other you're talking yeah. to each other you're washing in the same place I there's one loo no that's my worst nightmare I don't like that no no. So for a woman... Not got proper doors for a start. No, for a woman, the worst thing, right? So my worst nightmare would be uh, the dunny, as we called it, and the, and no makeup. Oh, They're the two. Yes. They're the two. <laughs> Everything else, I thought, well, I can probably hack that. But, um, but it's amazing. Uh, and also because you're working, you know, you've got to find food for your... For the people in that you're living with you know and so it's it's not just for you so you find sort of um uh, a way to you find that that's what you want to do I want to go out and I want to win this food you know and uh, Edwina Curry was in it with me and uh, I didn't think I'd get on with her and she was brilliant so brave yeah. really really brave and very honest because I disagree with her on a couple of things and she said well you know that's your point of view and this is my point of view and then I could yeah and I thought yes that's that's good yeah. anyway and very feisty feisty she was yeah and you could respect that yeah. that's wonderful yeah and uh, yeah all the others all the others were good uh, you know Jimmy Bullet and Foggy who won it brilliant he was always doing something Michael Burke yeah he was like he lost so much weight oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> well you don't get to eat anything do you really we're all sitting at home you know, stuffing our faces watching you thinking oh I'd never cope with that but, you know the, the they thing... don't sneak anything into you don't they they no. sort of say oh you're right no but everyone thinks that it's yeah. really annoying <gasps> I tell you what they give you so this is it um, it's probably, I'm not sure which way round this was, but probably a tablespoon of rice and two tablespoons of beans. That's it. Or a tablespoon of beans and two tablespoons of I can't remember which. That's it. My mouth just hit the floor then. That is ridiculous. That is it. Because as you look at it, you go, but there's nothing there. No. And then, to add insult to injury, you win the food and they give you this, like, what was it? There was a, a possum. You, you went, no. And he said, no, I can't eat that. And then there was this big black bird. And then as you cooked it, all this oil came. Ugh. And you just went, no. And there were crocodile feet. Oh, that's so horrible. basically, I preferred... <laughs> your, your beans and your I preferred the beans. beans and the, yeah, the rice yeah. rather than the, the food. Uh, but... Um, but it was, I think it was, a, it was, it was a fun thing, you know. I, I, swimming in, like bathing in freezing cold. We're not talking cold. We're talking freezing cold water. 
that shower thing that comes over the side, you know, that's freezing. So all of those sort of things you sort of... But then you have to put up with. Everyone else is putting up with. Because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was very interesting of, and makes you think about what's important at home, you know, and how lucky you are, yeah. I think, because it puts you in a, a completely different environment. And you must really appreciate home when you finally got home. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what, what was the first thing you did when you, when you finally got home and thought, oh, thank goodness, I can eat what I like, I can shower when I want? I was, it was, you know, like, going back to the... Um, the food didn't bother me. It was, you know, like the whole thing is, is that I always said to the other, to everyone else, like when they started going, oh, I'm so hungry, oh, I can't eat. And I went, you signed up for this. You knew what was happening. Yeah. You know, so if you know, why do you moan? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of moaning? Just get on with it. Yeah. You know, and um, and I think that, that, and also I said to them, listen, you'd pay a fortune for this if you were in a health farm. <laughs> Yes, just a bit. Would you not? You would. Because they've they've lost, like, probably a stone, at least, Mm. you know, in not a long time. Mm. And so, basically, why not just applaud that side? But people do do get um, angsty, you know, when they haven't eaten. Yes. They get quite hangry, don't they? They they get hangry, that's the word. That's the word. (laughs) Angry. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, you're no stranger to the Ipswich region. We've we've seen you here before. Mm. Uh, You'll get a chance to explore the area. Do you, do you know Suffolk very well? Um, we filmed in Suffolk. So Allo Allo was filmed, Norfolk. Norfolk and um, David Croft used to live in Honington Hall. Yeah. And so, and it's like Dad's Army was all filmed because you've got the army bases and yes. everything around. So you've got all of the yes. old stuff. So, yeah, uh, and I love it. And I had relations out here back in the day that used to live in Suffolk uh, on my nan's side. And I love it. And you've got the broads and things. It's beautiful. Yeah. And also, we used to, if we didn't have days off, you'd go to say somewhere like Hunstanton Beach which wasn't too far yes. amazing beaches that you've yeah. got yeah, and, uh, so. yeah and so this is all sort of in the area yeah. yeah excellent well we're very pleased to have you here good luck playing the Wicked Fairy I can't wait to see you on stage <laughs> to see you having fun and I know the audience are going to love to see you as well they're going to love to hate me they certainly <laughs> are <laughs> as long as they boo a lot that's fine <laughs> Now, joining Vicky on stage is someone she's very familiar with already, as she's also from EastEnders cast, and that's Jazzy Phoenix. She plays the role of the princess in this year's Sleeping Beauty at the Ipswich Regent Theatre. So, Jazzy Phoenix, you've got a fantastic name Thank for an actress. You. I mean, that's just perfect, isn't <laughs> Thank it? Thank you. I sort of did a double take and I thought, is that your character name or your actual name? And it is your actual name. Yes, so that's, yeah. That's brilliant. Originally from New Zealand. Yes, I am. Welcome. Thank here you. To Ipswich in Suffolk. Is it your first time here? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, because it's Panto, you're going to get a chance to stay here and look around. Mm-hmm. So, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Before we talk about Panto and your fabulous costume, that you're wearing. Thank you. I must ask you about being Nadine in EastEnders. I mean, what a brilliant character to play. Oh, isn't it? It's so exciting. She's so she's so exciting. It's it's so different mm-hmm. from this this lovely innocent princess yeah. that stands before me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is quite the change. Yeah. And and talk to me about how you get into something like EastEnders. I mean, it's a hard schedule as well, isn't it? Um, look, they manage it really well. They manage yeah. the scheduling really well. I was very well looked after there. Yeah. So 
Is it, you know, does your agent call you and say, I think you'd be good in EastEnders and there's this part coming up that you would love? Or is it something you go to your agent and say, I, I, I want to get into that? How did that work? Um, I mean, of course, TV and film is something that I've always wanted to do and my agent's very aware of that. While you were on EastEnders, I mean, they've left the door open for you because obviously you were, you, you're there. And I know you probably can't talk about future stuff, but uh, are you hoping to go back? Are you able to tell me that? Absolutely. I would love to be back. I yeah. adore EastEnders. I adore the cast, the crew. I had an amazing experience there. Yeah. And the set's quite something, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a proper... <laughs> It's, a, it's almost like a proper village, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's incredible, it's yeah. No, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a maze. It's it's incredible. Yeah, proper allotments and mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> yeah. and, and the Queen Vic is, is the Queen Vic is actually there. Yeah, it, it really is, yeah. You know, no, no wobbly scenery or anything. It's it's proper building. Yeah, no, it's really amazing. Yeah, oh, fantastic. And then for you, did you come across to the UK um, because you wanted to, to act here in England? Was it a job that brought you here? What, what sort of brought you here from New Zealand? Yeah, it, it was to further my career. Um, I had a really fabulous start to my career in New Zealand, uh, but New Zealand's really tiny and there's not a lot going on. I found myself uh, needing to travel to work, um, which is really exciting and fun when it's sometimes, uh, but it's really nice to be based somewhere and work somewhere as well. Yeah. And, and when you say based somewhere, is that London? I mean, yes, in yeah, London. Because that's kind of like the heart of all the film and TV industry. It's where it? a lot of the exciting stuff's going on. Yeah, and I imagine if you're going to get called for an interview or an audition, it's literally, you need to be there. You can't say, well, I'll be there in two days or something. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair enough. Let's talk about Panto. You stand before me in a beautiful pink gown. Thank you. It is lush, isn't it? It's fabulous. It's it's very opulent. And you look every bit the princess with your lovely long blonde hair and your tiara. Very jealous, actually. Oh, thank you. Well, I have a very, very talented hair and makeup team. (laughs) You say very generously. I'm sure they didn't have to do very much, but lovely to see you. Um, This, uh, obviously, theatre-wise, you've done so much. You've done Alice in Wonderland quite differently Phantom of the Opera I mean mm-hmm. that's that's a huge stretch that's that's massive yeah I'm, te- I'm guessing vocally we're going to get to see a-, a lot of your talent on stage even in the panto oh gosh well we'll see I'm, I've heard everybody's very talented I'm really excited <laughs> to hear what hear what we can create together yeah it must be so much fun and that's the, the strange thing about panto isn't it because you all come from different corners of the world mm-hmm. and you're all thrown together and it's a really quick um, rehearsal period yeah Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a very short very rehearsal period. Yeah, it is intense. It is intense. It's hard work. It's exciting. Um, I, d- I don't know about... I can't speak for anybody else. I quite like working under pressure. I have a weird, like... I feel I do my best when it's like, OK, we've got a short period of time to get something out that's yeah. exciting for me yeah. I feel it's maybe it's nerves that I'm like misplacing for excitement <laughs> but I think it's all the same it's all the same feeling yeah. well I'm sure it's going to go brilliantly for you oh thank and you it's something you can really get your teeth into and, and thanks for talking to us today no thank you for having me I'm really excited to be a part of it Now, I did promise you some ideas of places you might want to go in the run up to Christmas. So here's a brief roundup of some of the entertainment which is going on in the next month or so across East Anglia. 9th of December, there's a Christmas singing workshop at Bramerton in Norfolk. I mean, the idea of singing in a group and singing Christmas songs just makes my heart sing 
excuse the pun, but it really does. I mean, what's not to like, really? It's run by Lauren Dove. Singing can really lift your spirits, and especially if you're singing in a group. Lauren is promising to also bring along some mince pies. So just Google Christmas Singing Workshop Bramerton in Norfolk and you'll find out all the details there. Now, also on the 9th of December, I noticed there's a West End Christmas at Beckles Public Hall and Theatre, and it's featuring a stellar cast who, as the name suggests, are all performers from London's West End. So they're going to be in Beckles, as I said, on the 9th of December, but they're also going to be at Leyston at the Film Theatre on the 10th of December. So I'm hoping to catch up with Wayne Burns from the Leyston Film Theatre for next week's episode, and he's also in rehearsals for their Panto, which is held in January, so lots to talk to him about. But as I say, that West End Christmas uh, event, that just sounded really, really good, and you can either catch them in Beckles or in Leyston, so either side of the border for you. Now, if you love harmonies created by a male voice quartet, you won't want to miss the ever-popular G4, who are performing their Christmas special concert in Holbrook next month. They're also going to be at the St Edmundsbury Cathedral in Bury St Edmunds, and also in the halls at Norwich just before Christmas on the 22nd of December. If you just jump onto their Facebook page, G4, or just find them in Google, you'll see all the details there. And then something slightly different, if magic is your passion... And I know personally, I'm quite fascinated by sleight of hand and all that sort of close-up magicians. You'll be interested in seeing a magician and mentalist, Wayne Goodman, who's going to be bringing his own brand of magic to Newmarket on the 28th of December at the Grey's Kitchen. But more on that in next week's episode, because I'm going to catch up with Wayne and find out a lot more. I'd also like to take this opportunity this week to wish all of the cast throughout East Anglia who are already about to embark on their pantomime characters all the best and to say to all of you, break a leg. I'm off shortly later on today, in fact, to watch the Rock and Roll Panto at the Ipswich Woolsey Theatre, uh, followed shortly by the Ipswich Region and Norwich Theatre Royals Panto. So reviews of all of those you can expect in the coming weeks. Don't forget, if you're part of a forthcoming show, maybe a special event, or perhaps you're part of a play and you'd like you and maybe some of your cast members to be featured on the Ruby Shoes podcast, just get in touch with us via our socials. Ruby Shoes podcast, nice and easy. Tell me a bit about you, what you've got planned, and you could be one of our featured guests on a future episode. Until next week, I'm Steph McIntyre. Thanks for listening to the Ruby Shoes podcast. I hope you can join me next week and just check out our socials in the meantime at Ruby Shoes podcast. And just make sure you stay warm and snug for the next week, won't you? It's not very nice out there, but you can stay here and listen to the Ruby Shoes podcast anytime you like. Thanks for listening.